Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is All Lead Wrestling Unrestricted, the official AEW podcast. Tony Schiavone. Aubrey Edwards. Um, you are dynamite. Dynamite! Uh, hey, we do a show named that. We sure do. We do. We're very happy to have with us this uh, this time Brandy Rose, who is the AEW's chief brand officer. In addition to being an in-ring talent in charge of women's division, you got a lot going on, Brandy. Ooh, I got to stop you. <laughs> I am not in charge of the women's division. You're not in charge no. of the women's that division? That is a common misconception. Well, okay, how about that? But um, I am very involved. Okay. Uh, super involved. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely a super team effort on that yeah. one. Oh, yeah. Not I, just I me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Some people think it's just me. Right. And that, like, all of this stuff is just coming from my brain, and it just really doesn't make sense. No. Sure. I mean, us yeah. women are a lot to handle anyway, so, like, putting that all in one person's really mean. <laughs> okay. I don't know how Dustin it, runs practice. It, 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 yeah, it would be pretty mean. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, we can we can operate on a lot of levels, but I got a lot of jobs already, Tony. Yeah, I yeah, know. So I know. <laughs> I know you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to talk about when you you guys first, you and Cody first talked about the idea for AEW. Can you bring us back that your memories of that? Yeah, yeah. So um, it seemed like it kind of just overnight. The spark started with uh, Cody with talking with the Young Bucks about some guy named Tony Khan. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'd heard a lot of names float in and out for a while and Tony Khan just kept sticking. So I was kind of intrigued and interested and I looked into Tony and found out that he's a legitimate person. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not just a concept. He's verified Uh, on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And... um, so then, you know, I, I became pretty interested in, okay, well, if this is something that's real, then then what I want to meet this person. What mm-hmm. are the next steps? And um, I was actually the first person to have a meeting with Tony. Whoa. Yeah. What was that like? It was Tony, great. Tony's a bit when it you was, first meet him. It, it was a bit. And it was, it was a wonderful bit because I was prepared for a meeting in which I would be selling myself to somebody and, and having to say, okay, these are all my strengths. This is what I do. This is what I'm thinking about. This is where I can help pull these things together. And Tony knows sat, your own, own background already. Oh, when we sat down, he told me everything about myself since I was 17. Mm-hmm. And it was Amazing. all right. Yeah. Right. So then I was just like, cool, you want to get a drink? Because you got you got this wrapped up. Right. <laughs> You're going to take an hour and instead this cut down to five minutes. So let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of brewskis. Yeah, so. Oh, my God. So now you're the uh, chief brand officer of AEW. Do you have any hesitations about taking that job? I mean, this has always been a male dominated business and sport. Right. I mean, the the only hesitation that I ever had was the hesitation that a lot of women are made to have Mm -hmm. in positions like this, which is that people would say, well, the only reason you're doing this job is because of who you're married to. That obviously happened. I'm still alive and I still have the job, so it didn't really hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the natural thing is, you, you, you know, you don't want to do something great for yourself and then get a lot of backlash just for accepting an opportunity that was good for you. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. Is, is it tough being married to your business partner? You know, more you, so in the creative element. In the business sense, we're very, 
like-minded okay that uh we we both are very organized we, we annoy people because we show up dressed up all the time sure. and you know i actually yeah. find that really awesome i do Thank too like, yeah. so do so too. one of the yeah. things that like people don't necessarily know like about all elite wrestling is like that our locker room is very casual yeah like there's other companies everyone shows up in a suit right they're all dressed the nines when they when they show up at the venue whereas like i've i definitely show up in like leggings and a gym shirt <laughs> right. and which like, is perfectly fine right yeah. and it's like i still work here so apparently that's okay um <laughs> yeah. but like cody and you are always dressed nice that's right and i just like i really right. respect that because it's like that takes a lot of effort and it's like I'd rather sleep another hour in the morning. So I don't know how you guys More do so it. More so on on his part than mine because he's got a three piece suit and then he's got to iron things every morning. Jeez. And there there's a lot of moving parts to that. Whereas me, it's usually just a dress, and I hang that up, and then in the morning I just put it on. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it it it, it shows. I, I mean, it, I think it really it shows something. It does that Cody's always in a tie and you're always dressed up, and it, it has a presentation of, you know, these are the people that we follow. Yeah. Of leadership. I mean, it really does. And Cody leads the leads the production meetings. And yeah, uh, I, I'm digging all that. It sets the tone. I like it. I like it a lot. Right. It's like it's still a very chill company. It's still yeah. very laid back, but we still have this like legitimacy. I don't know. It's weird to say that. Like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you right. mean. Right. And it's like yeah. when you're when you're talking about like wrestling and something like that, it's like it's funny to talk about legitimacy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I feel that 100 percent. I think it's cool, too, that we have a dynamic where some people people just do what they feel comfortable. Oh, absolutely. Some people wear the suits and dress up. Some people are more casual. And then we all still coexist together in the same light, mm-hmm. you know, right. so. Well, AEW is uh, committed to diversity and inclusion and talk about how important that is. Yes. Oh, man. I mean, if there was anything that was my number one thing in taking on this role, it was how can I make a difference as quickly as possible in this light? Because, I mean, I'm a woman of color, Mm -hmm. so I've seen a lot. Mm -hmm. I've, I've, I've gonna go ahead and tell you how old I am. Every time I do this, people freak out. I'm 36. I've been 36. Um, I'll be 37 next year. (laughs) Let's let's relax. Um, But you know, I've been through a lot of, of different things in my life where I was always the only, you know, person with my experience. And then there was never anyone else that could relate on any level like that. And I always longed for there to be differences in discussion and Mm -hmm. not just people like me, but people who are different that I don't know their differences so that Mm -hmm. I can learn something. Um, And the way that this place has kind of come together has just been really beautiful. And the fact that nothing ever comes up in these discussions when talent is pitched, Mm -hmm. it's just, they're really great with this. They have watched this video. They have a great following. Cool. Let's do it. Regardless of any background, no one's sitting there saying, well, you know, We've got a guy that's doing this, you know, already. But right. this one checks this box. Right. Like it's, right. it's never that. It's just all merit based. And when you just do that, it opens up the world to everybody. Right. As opposed to just trying to check boxes and fit people into different roles. Um, I think we'll continue to grow and be more diverse o- over time. This is just the very beginning, but I'm really happy with. I mean, we already how have come together, even from like the first episode of television, like a couple other people we've brought on. Yeah, it's like we, we've got multiple different backgrounds, ethnicities, sexual orientations, like yeah. all in the locker room. And it's it's one of the best locker rooms I've ever been in where yeah. everyone's just so accepting and whatnot. Yeah, it's a great working environment Super on many great. levels. It Super really is. Great. And, and with that in mind, I just, I absolutely, from day one, have loved Nyla Rose. Oh my God, I love her. Just yeah. absolutely. I love Sunny Kiss. So, yeah. So here, here's something that 
I it, it bothers me when people bring it up about Nyla. Uh, we've all of us, uh, myself, EVPs included, have mm-hmm. said that we did not know. No, you Nyla, didn't know. No, we didn't know anything about that when we hired her. Right. Um, people be are angry that mm-hmm. we didn't know, but there's nothing on your job application that says, "Hey, you have to tell us what, what your sexual box orientation did you check? is." Right. Yeah. So right. how would we know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> are you married? Had, are you, you married know, to a woman? Done a really like, deep dive, and and you know she's done some things. Um, I think in uh, other areas of media, mm-hmm. right. she's talked about it, but. I mean, unless we were really diving in like that, how would we know that? Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's actually a cool thing that we didn't know yeah. <laughs> because it just goes to show that merit is what we were looking at there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we we don't we don't talk about it on on TV no. the same way we wouldn't talk about this is a person of different color. It's right. just another athlete coming out. Right. Right. And so that's that's the way she's another athlete, just like anybody else. Exactly. Exactly. I'm another referee, just like anybody exactly. else. Yeah. Despite there not being a lot of lady refs, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's I was I was very, very happy to see that, like all of the words you're saying were actually like backed up because I come I come from another male dominated industry that talks about inclusion a lot. And a lot of it's all lip service. Yeah. So when AEW first got announced and then it was a lot of like, we care about inclusion. I'm like, really? We're (laughs) going to see. (laughs) And I was like, I, I got it right out of the gate. It's like, no, people really do. Like, I've seen people who like white males fighting for people who are not white males in production meetings. Like, no, we need to give this person more time on TV so that this person can be connected with the audience. We need to fight for these people. We need to fight for these people. And it's great as someone who's a woman in a male-dominated industry to see all of these allies that we have backstage. And I don't think people necessarily understand how important that is mm-hmm. and how, like, we we notice all of those little things. I know I do. Yeah. But it's like, all of those are just so, it just helps build the team even more. Right. It's yeah. so great. You're a performer too, so how do you how do you balance being a performer on camera and being a part of the front office? Um, well, I think that I'm just bipolar, and <laughs> that's you get one side right. when the red light comes on, and then you yeah. get another side after that. So okay. well, that works. That <laughs> I don't know. There might be some people in the office that think that that's just the way that it is all the time. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I've heard that with some performers that like as soon as they go through the curtain, they're a different person. I yeah, mean, I think Awesome Kong's talked about that a little bit. Like she really is. She is like Kia Stevens is very different than Awesome yeah. Kong. Yeah, she's a, she actually is very scary. She, she intimidates me sometimes. Yeah. She's she's <laughs> yes, it's, and she's on my team. Right. right. <laughs> it's like you're not you're not losing your hair. Yeah, I'm like, wait a minute, is she gonna turn on me? Do I not know about this? <laughs> well, is your plan to uh, to wrestle more, or are you just going to? My my plan is to just let things develop. Um, and that's one thing that I said from the beginning. Um, I hope that people are happy that I've come through on that and saying that I am not going to just push myself as a wrestler right. down everybody's throats right. when it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely. I would love sure. to be in there and be a part of it. But um, I, I think my strong points are in managing. That's what I've done mostly in my career anyways, mm-hmm. aside from announcing. And I don't announce anymore. So, um yeah, that's kind of where where I live right now. <laughs> right. We're going to be talking to Brandy a little bit more. I'm going to talk a little bit about your uh, your years before you got into wrestling, figure skating and, and all that. And all that. So we'll do that uh, in just a moment. <laughs> so we're here with Brandy Rhodes, uh, having just great conversations about what it's like backstage, all of your various different hats you wear at AEW. But like before wrestling, you were a figure skater. Yeah. And uh, like... 
performing almost at like an Olympic level, like very, very good from what I've heard. Yeah. Like, I don't know anything about figure skating, but it's like, you look like you were good. So, well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, if you talk, if you talk to my mom and dad, like I was You're... on the cusp of, of having it all when I decided yeah, I'm just going to go to college and do the college thing. Right. Um, <laughs> Your mom and dad are also super supportive and bubbly. Oh my and gosh. Nice. So they're it's so like, fun. They're like the quintessential parents where it's like, how was she? She was the best. She was so great. <laughs> <laughs> they're wonderful people. Yeah. No, they're great. They just texted me actually. Cause I had, um, an article come out in like a, a pretty prominent publication today. So yeah, yeah. And they didn't know anything about it and they already have caught wind of it and texted me Ooh. like links and stuff. And they're like, we're so proud. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, no, life life was different before all of this. Figure skating was my chief sport since I was four. Ooh. Yeah. My mom tells the story that, and my mom tells stories and they have, there. there's some things that you go, did that really happen? Because that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like me. It doesn't sound like my voice. Yeah. But um, she says, we were watching the Olympics when I was four. And uh, I watched uh, Debbie Thomas uh, at the time. She was one of the only black figure skaters in existence. Yes. And I think she placed third uh, at that Olympic Games. She says, that four-year-old me said, I want to do what that lady's doing mm-hmm. because she looks like me. Representation matters. I don't know wow. if I said that. Right. I'm sure I said I want to do that and that I like that lady, but you know. She, it's a great story. It's a, it's a better story when you add like a little bit. It's like it's above four-year-old me, <laughs> yeah. you know. Right. But we'll take it. We'll say right. that. That's yeah. what I said. We'll take but yeah. And then it just started this crazy every day had to be working at this, had to be doing this. Um, most of my high school I spent doing half days at school because I would leave halfway through the day and I got college, cre- or not college credit, sorry, uh, high school credit for yeah. my sports activity. I, I did the same for thing eight. for dance. Yeah, like I basically yeah. used dance as an elective almost. Yep. And I got out of PE, I got out of class early. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. It was really cool. It's such a demanding sport. I mean, it's demanding not only your performance, but the push and the drive that you have to have to be good. I mean, you've heard so many stories about figure skating coaches and pushing the the, the figure skaters. Well, it wasn't the coaches. Okay. That sweet lady that you were just talking about, <laughs> it was <her>. Jill. <laughs> really? Ooh, she is so calm now. But yeah. had yeah. you seen it, people were scared of her like like people are scared of Awesome Kong. Yeah. Like she would walk through the door and just command a presence. And, and there's just be silence. Like, oh, wow. Is Jill, is Jill happy? Everything just she stops. mad about that performance? Like, where are we at? <laughs> um, yeah, she was very, she was very involved. And I think she just really wanted me to do well mm-hmm. at all costs. So, mm-hmm. You know, when you look back on it and you talk about it with her now, she she doesn't really like to because she's like, yeah, I I, I think I pushed too hard. I pushed sure. too far. Right. When I was 16, I, I banned her from coming to the ice arena because I could drive. And oh, <laughs> wow. And she had Looking to like get like, back license. in my good graces to come back to the ice arena. Wow. wow. She, she went a little too hard one day. I yeah. get that. <laughs> wow. So when you made the decision to depart from figure skating, what was it? What was that decision based on? I mean, it was a pretty heartbreaking decision because it had been my life for at that point in time. It's your identity. Years. Yeah. So I decided that. Well, so I I played with it a little bit back and forth before I finally fully quit. But um, I decided that I would not want to miss college. So a lot of athletes, they'll continue education online or, or you right. know, they'll have private like tutors and stuff like that. I didn't want to do that. Um, I just definitely, for some reason, <laughs> wanted to go to college and have like the full college experience. And I, I had to make that choice. And my parents were kind of like, well, we can't keep paying for this if it's not something, if it's just a hobby at this mm-hmm. point, if it's not because like figure skating is expensive. Oh man. Very expensive. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. So I decided, okay, 
you know, I'm going to go to college, but I'm going to skate for the University of Michigan. Mm. And uh, that's going to be fulfilling. Mm -hmm. The hardest thing in the world. I didn't have really? a car. So I had to take a bus like to the ice arena, like here, there. Mm -hmm. and, all. and I worked because I had a full scholarship, but I had to pay for my lodging and my books and things. So right. like, because right, the scholarship only pays for tuition. Right, right. Right. And people don't realize that it's like, no, you still right. have all of these. You still other have things. a lot of expenses. Right. Yeah. So, and you know, having a phone and things like sure. that, I have to pay for all that car insurance. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> Who knows? So I, um, would, you know, kind of slum it to, to make it to practice. And it just started to suffer really bad. <laughs> and I remember, um, the last competition I did, my dad came to it because I think he knew we were drawing near the end there. Mm. <laughs> and um, kind of feel it coming to a yeah, close. Yeah. And instead of my coach, he stood in the doorway and I went out there for thankfully what was a short program and not a long program. Mm -hmm. I fell on everything. Like, I oh, mean, boy. I fell on things I didn't think I could fall on. And then, um, I got, I finished, thank God, at some point. And then I got off the ice and I looked at my dad and I said, that's it. I'm done. I can't wow. do this anymore. And he said, you had a great run. Right. <laughs> and that was it. And That's then I had to the best put it down. That's yeah. the best response you can yeah. have, I think, at that I point. I did teach a little bit for a while. When I lived in Miami, I taught a little ice arena and that was fun. But at that point, I fully put it down and was like, okay, it's just not going to continue to happen. It's not going to mm -hmm. make me happy. Right. It's just going to make me sad. Is there <laughs> anything... Point. Because I, I have a classical ballet background, so I kind of yeah. relate a lot to what, what you're talking about. Like, it's become such a part of your identity, and then leaving that to do something else is very uh, emotionally kind of... Like, you have to work through it a little bit. Is there anything that you got out of figure skating that you also get out of wrestling? Yeah, it's the performance element mm -hmm. of it. That's what was missing uh, when I was contacted to start in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Like, a light bulb went off in my head, and I was like, oh, my God this is what I've been waiting for, yeah. which, you know, a lot of people in my position at the time I was doing TV news, they were waiting for like the anchor job in a like top market. I was waiting for wrestling. Right. <laughs> who wow. knows, right? Like who knows what's, what's going right. to be the thing. Right. So, uh, but yeah, that's what it was. It was that performance element. Cause there's nothing like when you would step out on that ice and it was all you and you and the routine you're going to have that moment together, the regardless music, of everybody that's looking around. It's it's all of your hard work, your blood, sweat, and tears. You're going to put that out there and just leave it all out there. And it's like that every time you go out there for a match or even when you just go out there to convey a story to people. Mm -hmm. It's yours to tell. So and, and to feel like a crowd and hear their emotions and everything. It's just a very similar feeling. Mm -hmm. When did pro wrestling get into your life? When did that start? And Actually, when I was start? a kid, really? um, my brother was a really big wrestling fan. And uh, as a family, we would get pay-per-views and watch. And uh, I always loved Coco Beware, mm -hmm. probably because of Frankie. But let's just say it was just Coco. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, we, we had we had like fun family times just watching right. wrestling all the time. My brother, as he grew older, decided he just wasn't really into it. And I lost interest too and then we were gone from wrestling for a long time mm -hmm. cut to uh, my reintroduction to wrestling is at the university of michigan in a women's studies class being presented the video of trish on her knees barking like a dog oh yeah and i was like what is wrestling now mm -hmm. this is not what i remembered this is terrible right, right. Um, right cut to a few years later getting a call from john laurinitis saying uh we're interested in you and i was like uh, no, um, I don't get on my knees. And yeah, like like, a dog. No, no offense, but yeah. that's just not what right. I came to do. And right. then, of course, 
I started watching again and realized that the rating was completely different mm-hmm. and none of that was happening anymore. Yes. And women were actually being treated as athletes and mm-hmm. telling these great stories. And I was sold. Right. Yeah. And you were a ring announcer for them as well? I was a did, ring announcer it, did that, for uh, many years. Okay. Did you start? Styles. Eden Styles. Yeah, that's that was like my when name. I, when are I we first... allowed to say that? I don't know. Well, we did. We did. Okay. Yeah, I think we are. We'll cut it in post. <laughs> this is unrestricted. Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> unrestricted. That's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, that's actually the first time I saw you. You were Eden Styles. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, cool, great. And then I learned your name was Brandy. I'm like, what? People have different names? <laughs> <laughs> did you like that? Do you like being a ring announcer? You know, I did. I did. Um, because I come from a broadcasting background. Right, so it was right. something that very quickly I took to. And, um, you know, if you ever interviewed Justin Roberts and ask him, he'll say, you know, he went through a lot of different tryouts, mm-hmm. different uh, announcer, potential announcers. And he said, I was the one that got it. Mm-hmm. So whatever that means to Justin, it, <laughs> that it. was that was what happened. And yeah, it, it was fun and it was challenging for a while. But then it got to this point where I felt like I'd done everything that I could do with that and that I wasn't being challenged. I wasn't being allowed to, you know, explore and be creative and mm-hmm. have just uh, different things to do. And I like to do different things. Mm-hmm. So you got to keep it fresh. Yeah. Got to be living life. I was personally removed from the business, as you probably know, for a long time. And I didn't realize it was uh, Dusty that introduced you to Cody. Yeah. What a story that is. I yeah. Didn't, yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. <laughs> well, so... so Okay. If we're going to be for real, for real about okay. the story, you know, I started watching again. Yeah. And instantly dashing Cody Rhodes, like, how could you not sure. notice him? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I noticed him and I thought, like, he was a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, was, fits the gimmick. You know, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> but then, you know, I never really saw him and went to training uh, immediately, and Dusty was a trainer. So I wasn't sure if they were related and I never wanted to ask anything like that it sure. seemed like a weird thing to ask um, I thought maybe you know like in wrestling some people are family and they're not really family right um, so that's what I thought was right. going on and then uh, I guess Dusty was the first to tell Cody hey there's this new girl she's really cool you should check her out blah 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 <laughs> and it was like right over his head but then we worked <laughs> together at a live event and um, it was crazy because he gave me all these instructions and never looked at me. It was so weird. So mm. it was like, look just past me. So you're going to announce this and I'm going to say this and I'm not going to be mean. So don't worry. And and, and I was just kind of like, why didn't well, he look at was me? Was he this shy is, or intimidated or what? what the, I, I have no idea what that one was <laughs> about. Have you ever asked? asked him. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I have really? ever asked him. We're going that. to ask him when like we get him on years here. and you never asked him. Never, <laughs> never asked about that one. Wow. He's got his own spin on the story, too. He'll tell oh. you this story that, is it Toronto at the Air Canada Center? Yes. Okay. He tells a story that at Air Canada, right. he gave me a hug backstage and I blew in his ear. Oh. And that's how he knew oh. that mm-hmm. I was into him. I didn't know that's a flirting thing. Did people Maybe do that? like in the 1920s, yeah, somebody like, would do that. But like like, I get like, that he shows up in a suit every day, but it's not like we're, we're like that formal dude. Like, what right. the hell? Yeah, no, I'm like, that never happened. I was just breathing. Right. Like, <laughs> very I was heavy. just breathing. Just very right. heavy. <laughs> wow. That is, that's, that is a great story. Uh, talk about your relationship with Dusty, because I, I worked with him for many, many years. A very unique guy. A yeah. unique person. Uh, a talented guy and really had his pulse on the business. I mean, 
I, I, I talk about Dusty and I feel sad and I feel joyous all in, in one that I got to know, to know him. So talk yeah. about him. Yeah. I mean, he, he's one of those types of people where, you know, you still miss him no matter how much time has gone by that he's been gone because he was so just valuable to everybody all the time. He was the one person who always called me on my birthday ahead of my own family. Mm. Like, I don't even think my own dad calls me on my birthday anymore. <laughs> no offense, dad. That's fine. I like texting. Um, <laughs> but like he would call me every time. And if I didn't pick up, he'd leave a voicemail, sing me happy birthday, the mm. full song oh, all the way god. through. Oh my god. Um, he was just very dedicated and a very family person. And, um, you know, people always compare how he would say that the NXT people were his kids. Right. Mm-hmm. He was family in the sense that his family obviously his his actual family they were always kings and queens and there was never touching any of that but he was such an open and warm person that if he called you family what he felt for you was very real and there was nothing superficial about that that wasn't a name that people gave him to say about you know NXT people he he felt that responsibility to those people right and and he changed many lives there sure mine included absolutely absolutely um he was very respectfully hard on me <laughs> with stuff <laughs> like he, he always knew that um talking was was my i guess what's the word it's what i'm excel at forte, forte. sure let's do yeah. that yeah. Um, and so he yeah, would always up? challenge me in promo classes and i would have one and i'd be like man this is this is gonna knock his socks off mm-hmm. and he would be like you know it was really really good but i feel like i can get more from you <laughs> on that which is a lot like what I get from my husband, mm. <laughs> which is why sometimes like I don't, like son. I don't love for him to, to, to coach me on those promos. Like right. I want it, but I don't, I actually had him and Dustin recently. And I was like, having to take a deep breath. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh. All right. So he wants that. And he's that. Right. Right. That, yeah. And that happens a lot. Chris Jericho made his way in and I was like, oh we're my never going to get this done. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody's got their own ideas yeah, about what yeah. they want, how it should be. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's uh, it's so valuable though if you can like walk away from yourself a bit and hear what people are saying, mm-hmm. and then try to apply some of that stuff. Sure. Right, it makes it's a huge a, difference. It's like kind of pick and choose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. We're talking with Brandy Rhodes. This is AEW Unrestricted, and we're going to be talking to Brandy about uh, some things outside of the ring. Yeah. We're at AEW Unrestricted, the official AEW podcast. Exactly. Uh, we're talking to Brandy Rhodes. She's breaking the table as we yep. uh, as we discuss things. But I've <laughs> I've broken it like three or four times today, and I just kind of casually put it back together, and I haven't um, admitted it. So I got you. Okay, I got you. I mean, you did just tell everybody that I broke the table. Shh. <laughs> it's a <your> secret. <laughs> no one paid it. To, they fast forwarded past this period. <laughs> Big Star Wars fan. Uh, yes, and I apologize for whatever that was. It's, it's not going to happen again. Okay, yes, big Star Wars fan. Um, and not as big as Cody, because sure. Cody Cody's has been huge. watching from the very, very beginning. But I am caught up. Yeah, he, well, he's a Star Wars knucklehead is what he is. Oh, okay. That's what I call yeah, him. We'll right. Knucklehead. Yeah. yeah, he knows all the, the names and yes. different things. And But I'm starting to get there to where I'm saying stuff to him, and he's being like, all right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're yeah, legit right. fandom. Yeah, taking on. this in. Mandalorian is everything yeah, the, baby, the baby yoda show yeah. i refuse to call it the mandalorian because baby Yoda's. Yeah? that's the reason why i watch that what show. if we don't we don't know what his name is baby yoda though doesn't in my mind do baby you think yoda. he's a baby i mean he sounds like a baby they're playing baby sound effects maybe he's just doing that to work people i think he's working people yeah. i mean 
I think he's working people. I hope I'm getting worked because it's I, awesome. I, I think, it. it's I think adorable. It, I think he's going to say something. But uh, a fan of Disney overall. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. Watched uh, Frozen for the first time. Oh. Really, really charmed that Elsa was actually a heel at first. Yes. Right. Really Isn't that great? That. You yeah. never really think that that's going to happen when you see all the trailers for the movie. Yeah. No. And then watching it, you're like, wow, this is actually a really deep character. Yeah. Because I'm expecting like a ditzy blonde princess. It's like, oh no, you've got you've no, got some she, layers to you. She okay. had lots of layers. She was great. She was fantastic. Um, one of my highlights of Disney Plus so far has been I put on Lady and the Tramp oh. and Pharaoh. <laughs> literally got up from his spot, looked at the TV, That's a pretty and then dog. was doing the oh wow the back and head forth. To the like it was so great. Yeah, I was like he the, he literally thinks this show's for him. Right. It's so wonderful. so you've got two other dogs. You've got the Cheese Boys, mm -hmm. who are like anytime I see them on Instagram, I'm like oh my god. Like I love the Cheese Boys, <laughs> especially I think it's Colby, Colby Jack, Colby and Monterey Jack. Jack, yeah, Colby yeah. Jack, Monterey Jack, Colby Jack. He's a legend. He is. Legend in his own time. Cody always like, says that. Colby Jack, he's a legend. He's a legend. <laughs> I love it. And he, yeah. he always looks like he's kind of not all the way there. Both of those dogs are legends, though. They've been around for 16 years. How, Whoa. how long? Like, how does that happen? I got them when I was in college. Like, how yeah, does yeah, that yeah. happen? Wow. So do they respond to Lady in the Tramp the same way that Pharaoh does? They don't do they watch just make TV. fun of Pharaoh? <laughs> I don't think they can see as well. So right. damn millennials. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like they're always making fun of Pharaoh. I, feel I like could see that. Always right. making fun of Pharaoh. I think Pharaoh is the kind of dog that would be like easy to make fun of if yeah. you were another dog. Yeah. I don't know. He's just too sweet. I love that your dogs have these personalities that come through online. Like that's, they do. That's they really do. awesome. Colby is very Chris Tucker-like. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Just always got that high-pitched voice, mm -hmm. always just yep, yep, yapping in your ear, nothing really to You're say. Just like, oh my God, like a lot to take all at once. Yeah. That's so hilarious. But he's fantastic. And then Monty is just very chill. Monty's like, I think Monty is the neighborhood drug dealer. We just don't know it. <laughs> because he's so... It's the guy mowing his lawn. It's like, hello, what's going on? Yeah. He's definitely got a meth lab in his basement. Nothing seems to really phase Monty at all either. He's, he's just like... Shit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Talk about your uh, experience on the the reality TV show Oof. that one season. Uh, oh. Not good, huh? Do Sound? we have to? Well, no, we don't have to. No, they, I, let's I was going to say, I was going to ask you if, <laughs> if the opportunity came by again, would you do it? And I'm not so sure you would, or w uh, would you? I would do my own show. Right. I would not do a, a entourage cast of who are these people anyway. Besides Cody Rhodes and Deontay Wilder, because mm -hmm. nobody else knew who anybody else in the world that was. Mm -hmm. Right. But people, I mean, okay, so there was a lot of stuff that happened. First of all, one of the people on the cast clearly rented a home for the broadcast so that like people would think that that was their home. And it was clearly not lived in because only one of the rooms was decorated in it and the grass was like this tall. So it like had not been mowed. In it was weeks. like a meadow. It wasn't a lawn. And anymore. then there were a lot of people, I think, renting cars, too, because there were some crazy cars that would like roll, <laughs> roll up. And I'm just driving around in my like little Mercedes SUV. <laughs> like I'm like, where did everybody get all of these Maseratis? Right. Like, where, where, what is that? Sure. You just drive that around. Like all the time, like nobody drives Maseratis like, around. On. So reality is not reality. No, and it no. was so it never it is. Here's, it never here's the is. thing, though. That show could have been great, 
And here's why. There was real reality in that show. Okay. There was real heat between two girls who each thought each other were escorts. Oh. And tried to like put each other on blast for being escorts. So you what? know what that means? They were probably both escorts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> why weren't we looking at this? Right. That was great. Are television. they like stealing clientele from each other? I don't know, but they were like back and forth on Twitter at each other and it was getting really interesting. And then oh, people wanna... would be calling me oh. and I'm like, hey, I don't I don't want to get involved in this, but really I wanted to know everything about it so that I could oh, know everything about it. Oh, that's the best it. thing about drama. Like, I never want to be a part of it, but like, I will get my popcorn out the know. moment it starts. It yeah. was it was so great. So it was apparently somebody's friend, friend, air quotes, sent another person a direct message asking them if they wanted a come up, which means a job to okay. get some money. Apparently that person was friends with one of the girls that was on the show. There's all these, there was all of this like, Trail you can make a show about all of just and this. And they didn't use it. Instead, they tried to make a fight between two girls because they wanted to say the one girl said the other girl only married her her guy uh, because or only got pregnant, so her guy would marry him. Oh, That's God. boring. That's boring. Yeah. That's been way done more, so many times. Way more interesting about the, the I want to know about the situation. escorts. Yeah. That just seems so much more fascinating. <laughs> yeah. We never got to the bottom of it either. Oh. And the season got dropped. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> it's greatest mystery. <laughs> Talk about your interest in fashion. I mean, I don't know. I don't know yeah, how swim, interested that. Swim, uh, swimwear line? I did. Swimwear line? I did. Yeah. I didn't do well. It didn't do well? I, if you but want a swimsuit, I can give you one. I still I have some good in my garage. In yeah, oh my. <laughs> I should bring some of those swimsuits for the girls in summer. But it, 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 it obviously, you, it's obviously something that you like, yeah, something you I love. Mean, I like, um, I guess I like to try different looks. Right. Well, okay, for one thing, Sandra working with us, sure. she's oh. the best ever. She's tremendous. She's so she amazing. can bring any look to life. And that has kind of become my new like fashion thing that I'm super into is like drawing something up and then giving it to Sandra and seeing her work her magic with it. Is that um, kind of how that works? Cause like I wear the same yeah. uniform regardless of where I'm at. It's just what logo's on my shirt, right? right. <laughs> so it's like I get, I That's get what you signed white. up for. Right, I get black and white. I don't really have well, a lot of- you can change your nail colors. I do change my nail colors every show. Right. Yeah, we're, we're recording I th- I in think Dallas we should, today. We should say that Sandra is our backstage seamstress at AEW. Yes, yeah, yes. and she's, she's fantastic. And she worked at, at WCW years ago. Oh my so God. She's, she's been around the business for yeah, a while. Forever. I knew who she was before she got hired here. She's insane that it's like someone who's backstage in that capacity who's so far behind the curtain and it's like you still know who she is because she's legendary but she's also really great on twitter yeah so oh she's great there's that yeah <laughs> she fantastic. told me somebody sent her a dm and asked her for nudes really she was very offended oh that's what she's talking about today it's, oh it's so i'm gonna topic. go ask her like i heard somebody asked you for nudes welcome to the she club will, she will go like, all in on that tony does anyone ask you for nudes yes <laughs> all the time i feel like other people are getting asked for nudes way more than me me too like I, what happened like it sounds like i'm missing out but like which shouldn't be a bad thing i guess <laughs> I, get, I get asked for maybe because we're married maybe well like people don't know that i'm married uh, even though i've mentioned it like well, i think they just like conveniently forget that fact like wait you're married i'm like i've literally been married like 10 years like what the i'll heck? bring it up on the next show <laughs> thank you to quell all the rumors quell all the rumors i get a lot of <laughs> i get a lot of requests for feet i don't know if you get that. yes Yikes. that's weird. yeah there was They're one once i got a dm yeah. that was like i'll pay you 600 dollars for a picture of your feet oh. wow and i'm like i look at my husband i'm like it's 600 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, no. he's like do not give them a picture i'm like but it's 600 dollars. You you're like what are you gonna do paypal venmo yeah, right. I was like, can you get the money first and then just not send it? He's like, don't be that person. I'm like, but it's $600. Take a picture of his feet. Pretend oh it's yours. Dude, I could do that. that. I was amazing. a dancer. You wouldn't know. <laughs> so uh, 
Brandy, uh, here we are doing weekly TV now. The world has changed for all of us. How do you like it doing this? Oh, man, it's the best thing that's ever happened. Like if I could have dreamed up what I wanted for my career at this point, given everything that I've done um, in working in news and working in the wrestling business and having, you know, background in figure skating, all that stuff. If I could have come up with a dream job, I would have said I would like to handle the PR partnership sponsorship end of business. And then I would like to be an in-ring talent as well. And you get both. Tony Khan is Santa Claus. He's he's Santa yeah. Claus for everybody. He's changed yeah. lives. Yeah, he has changed so lives, great. and he and he's changed lives because he's a good person, and he's yeah, got good people good working for him. Very you, Cody, person. the Bucks. Well, Kenny I should Omega. say too, Kevin Riley at TNT also Santa Claus because had this oh, yes. marriage not come together like right. that, who knows who's what we'd to be say done. we'd all be in the positions we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was great talking to you. Yeah, we appreciate your time. This Thank was you guys. Fantastic. Yeah, we can go on and on and on. Yeah, we really could. <laughs> I talk way too much. No, no, that's what we want you to. <laughs> no, that's he, what I mean, he gets do. paid to talk. I yes, never I get do. To talk. I just like count to like four, nine, and two. A lot, I get paid so. by the word, fifty cent a word. I feel what? like I'm going to end get up getting. Job? I'm going to end up getting counted out by you because. There's so many counts in our divisions <laughs> that I don't really know them all. And I feel like I will think I have more time because I don't wrestle so frequently. Yeah. And you're going to end up <laughs> counting me out. And I'm going to be like, like five. Yeah. Get in the fucking ring. Get in now. <laughs> now. I got you. Yeah, we won't work together a whole lot yet. And I'm excited no. for when that finally happens. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So you're on Instagram, Instagram and Twitter at the Brandy Rhodes. That's me. That's you. Oh, yeah. We also invite you to subscribe to our AEW Unrestricted Podcast for free. For free! Wherever you get your podcast, tune in to AEW Dynamite Wednesdays, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock Central on TNT. See you there. I'm Tony Schiavone. I'm Aubrey Edwards. We'll see you next time on Unrestricted. Yeah, buddy. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you.